You are listening to the Uplevel Lounge podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Froelich, a business coach and strategist who helps female entrepreneurs uplevel their business with practical strategies, a rewired mindset, and the accountability to make it stick. With over 15 years of collective hands-on experience in corporate and the entrepreneurial space, I bring a unique and diverse perspective when it comes to helping women grow their businesses. My own business experienced massive growth when I started investing in my business and working with a coach. Now I am here to share those same strategies and insights with you right here week after week. If you are looking for clarity on your business direction and accountability on your goals, then you are in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. Okay, ladies, so today we're going to talk about three mindset shifts that you need to make in your business right now. These are three mindset shifts that I wish that I had made earlier on in my business because I will tell you that once you make these shifts, it's going to change how you approach business. It's going to change how you approach opportunities. It's going to change how you see what is possible in terms of your business growth. So the first one we're going to talk about is the idea that you need to wrap your brain around right now that there is no limit to the amount of success you can have in your business. I want you to say that out loud to yourself. There is no limit to the amount of success that I can have in my business. You might think that that sounds silly, but trust me, it's not. You need this as an affirmation. You need to journal about this because we as women especially have so many mindset blocks when it comes to money and success and all the things tied to that. But you need to start talking to yourself and convincing yourself that the possibilities are truly endless because guess what? Nobody decides how you grow your business except you. You get to call the shots. That's why it's called your business. What do six-figure CEOs do? What do seven-figure CEOs do? They call shots in their business. They decide how far they want to take their growth. They decide what's possible. That's how you need to start thinking. The other thing that comes up all the time is clients and ideal clients. And I don't love my current clients. And how do I get more dream clients? Well, guess what? You have to get clear on who those people are first. And so something I talk about all the time with my coaching clients is your ideal client and the fact that it's constantly a work in progress. So I want you to wrap your brain around there are no bad clients, only clients that will teach us valuable lessons and how to learn more about our ideal future clients, okay? So I want you to think back on those awful, terrible clients that you've worked with, and I want you to shift your mindset in terms of what did I learn from those situations? How has that experience allowed me to create better boundaries in my business? Those are are the things that a CEO thinks about when they are faced with adverse situations, less than ideal situations, icky clients that make them cringe a little bit. But that's how you can start to switch that for yourself and really make the best use of your experience. Clients aren't bad. They're only there to give us the opportunity to learn so much from the experiences that we have with them. So make sure that you seize those opportunities, no matter how great or amazing they are, because every single client experience is going to lead you, has the potential to lead you to an even better client experience next time. What can you learn from it? What are you accountable for? What didn't work well and what did work well? And how can you improve your processes? How can you improve your conversations, your client experience, your messaging, all the things? 
Clients are such a gift, whether or not they're ideal or whether or not they are a little bit on the nightmare side. It's how we use those experiences to our advantage as business owners. So shifting your mindset that there are no bad clients. There's only clients that are going to teach us valuable lessons. The third thing that I want you to work on shifting right now in your business and right now for yourself is, spoiler alert, are you ready for this? You do not need to have it all figured out. No one has it all figured out. I want you to start harnessing that thought process that practice makes progress. If you've ever been told that practice makes perfect, I want you to squash that right now. I don't want you to ever think that or say that again in my presence. You have to pinky promise that like that's out the door. We want to harness practice makes progress. You don't have to have it figured out. Remind yourself of that. Write it down. Like I am exactly where I need to be in my business journey right now. I don't have it all figured out, but I have enough figured out to keep growing my business the way that I want to grow it. All right. So those are the things that I want you to start working on and really, really being introspective about like which of those things are showing up for you the most right now? Because I bet one of them is maybe all three, but I can almost guarantee that each and every one of you, if I was to hop on a call with you, a Zoom call right now, and I said, tell me if one or two or even three of these things resonate with you, every single person would say at least one of these, because guess what? It shows up for me. It's just about having the right tools in your mindset toolkit to really tweak these things when they show up. So let's go back to that first one, where there is no limit to the amount of success you can have in your business. What do I really mean by that? So say that you're setting goals for yourself and you want to reach your first 10K month, right? Well, that's going to happen. What's going to happen after you reach that 10K month? What's your next goal, right? Maybe it's not about money. Maybe it's that you want to have more flexibility and freedom in terms of the hours that you work per week. All right. So when that happens, what else do you want to achieve? What else is possible? I want you to always be thinking about what else is next, not to put more pressure on yourself, not to push yourself too hard or too fast, but I want you to condition yourself to realize that there is no limit to what you can achieve. There is no limit to what is possible for you in your business. That's the self-talk you have to start bringing into your life. Bring that goodness in. It's going to feel uncomfortable comfortable at first. Trust me, I know because I'm not super touchy-feely in any way, shape, or form. Ask my husband. He wishes I was more huggy and affectionate. I'm just not. I'm not that way with myself. I have to work at it. I have to work at loving on myself and telling myself that, Melissa, you can achieve anything you want. You've got to think bigger. You have to look at more possibilities when it comes to your business growth. I talk to myself a lot, and I'm going to probably tell you more times than you're prepared to hear that you need to have a lot of self-talk with yourself because guess what? That's what changes our perception of ourselves. That's what changes us thinking what is possible for me in terms of where I can take my business this year, in three months from now, in three years from now, because guess what? There is no limit. Say it again, there is no limit to the amount of success that I can have in my business. I want you to say it out loud. And then back to the clients, right? There are no bad clients. We can learn so much from clients, right? So I'm going to tell you a little bit about this client. We're going to call him James because, well, that's not his real name, but he was a client that I got when I first was working for an agency back in the day. I had been a virtual assistant for about six months and I was doing an amazing job and I was doing such a great job that they gave me all the clients, all the good clients and all the crap clients. And they were like, 
If there's a client that no one else in our agency can handle, Melissa can. So we'll give them to her. Great, right? Because I was a hungry new VA who wanted to build my business and I didn't have kids. And so I was just like, work, work, work. So here comes James. And he is a self-proclaimed coach who works with I don't even remember exactly what he called himself, but we're just going to say that he worked with people who wanted to further develop their self-esteem after leaving corporate. And he was charging incredible amounts of money for his mastermind. And well, I could just see narcissist written all over his head. But anyway, we won't we won't go there. So I jumped into the messiest operational disorganization that you can ever imagine with a man who had no boundaries, no respect, nothing. He saw me as his like task taker, do all the things, figure out all the things. It was an absolute nightmare. And there were so many times when I wanted to cry, but instead I was like, I am going to persevere in this situation and I'm going to do my best to develop boundaries for myself and for him. And I'm going to show up in the best way possible, but I'm also not going to let him railroad me. Even though I'm a recovering people pleaser, I'm so, so bad about saying no. And I had no boundaries at that point. Like this was like the little self-talk that was going in my head. Like I'm going to do all these things. Well, It didn't quite happen like that. He was a jerk on every level, and he did take advantage of every situation, and we would have a 30-minute Zoom call that would turn into an hour and a half on a Saturday. Yep, you heard me right. I didn't have boundaries, and we would eat up all of our time just talking on calls because he just wanted to hear himself talk, and he wanted to talk about all the things that he'd achieved and all the things he wanted to do, but there was never any action. He just talked all the time, and guess what? That's what carried over into his business. It was all talk. Nothing ever happened. He had a big fancy website. He had a couple of great clients that were paying way too much money for his services, and all he did was talk about that. He was so terrible. And so finally, I went to the owners of the agency and I was like, listen, I have done everything. I have documented. I keep running over the, you know, budget with this guy and I can't implement anything because he doesn't respect me. And so, of course, at first, I think they thought that I was just not, you know, managing the client well. And so they said, okay, push back on him a little bit and see what you can achieve. And so I did. I tried to push back more. And of course, he didn't like that because that meant less talking about himself And goodness knows, James liked to talk about himself, like I've mentioned. So I went back to the agency owners and I said, listen, I did everything that you said. My hands are tied. I need some help. And so they finally went in and they said, listen, Melissa's our best virtual assistant. She's having trouble with the budget and really, you know, keeping you accountable to the action plan that we laid out when we started together. And so how are we going to remedy this? And oh, of course, he was going to be on board and going to do all the things right and nothing changed. And so I went back to the agency owners and I said, this isn't working for me. Like, I'm not finding any joy in working with this client. Something needs to change. When I said those words, when I finally said I wasn't finding joy and it was causing me to burn out, that's when they started to listen. And I'm grateful for that because they were like, okay, if we don't change something for her, then we're going to lose her because this one client is making her burn out. So thankfully, we ended up like dissolving the agreement with James who thought, you know, everything was our fault and we couldn't get anything accomplished for him. Whatever, James. See you later. Um, my point is with all of this, I could have just said, oh my goodness, 
James was awful. Thank goodness he's gone. But I really spent some time reflecting on that experience and saying, what can I learn from that? Like, what type of person was that? And how do I avoid them in the future, right? I started building my ideal client avatar back then before I even knew what an ICA was. I started building that person based on my experience with James because I wanted to learn from that experience. I wanted to figure out, okay, clearly there is a fundamental issue with his program design, with his cash flow, with his ego, all these things were coming into play and not allowing James to show up probably as the true person that he could have become. Another thing that came out with working with him is everything was always a fire drill, including his own personal relationships. He talked about his drama with his fiance and drama with past relationships. Like, why did I need to know about that? So early on, I realized that clients who have had healthy relationships in terms of they were married or they had a family life or they had other priorities outside of their business, that was really important to me. Those people are the people that I wanted to work with in the future. So I took the things that I thought were not so desirable about James and I learned from them and I helped build out kind of like a dating profile, right? I I use that analogy a lot with ideal client avatars. I built a dating profile that was the opposite of James, right? He had some redeeming qualities. And I like that he was, you know, a big picture thinker. And so I took away the good parts. But again, I learned from the experience. So there are no bad clients. There are just clients who are going to teach us more lessons than others. And James also taught me that boundaries were incredibly important. And I needed to be transparent in my boundaries moving forward with clients. And I needed to stick to them. So from that day forward, when I started working with clients, I let them know what my office hours were. I let them know how much time they could expect in terms of a response from me. And I stuck to it, even though the notifications would come across on my phone or on my desktop. And I would say, nope, you can't look up. I really adhered to time blocking. I really like fell in love with time blocking because that kept me on track with clients. And if you don't know what time blocking is, it's a magical, magical thing. And I have some awesome stuff over on my blog about it. And we talk about it in the Up Level Lounge. But I'm telling you that the boundaries piece, right, the boundaries piece based on what I learned from that experience with James really transformed how I worked with clients moving forward. And so did each and every awful client that came after James because he wasn't the only one. My boundaries only got better with each and every terrible client. So that's my challenge to you in terms of that. What client experiences have you had that have been less than ideal and what can you learn from them and how can you create better boundaries for yourself? How could you have communicated expectations better and how will you do that in the future? That's the stuff that we can really take away from experiences and up-level ourselves as CEOs of our business. So hopefully this resonates with you and you can think back to a time or maybe it's a current client that, you know, isn't necessarily a dream client, but what can you learn from them? Because there's always learning to be done. So point number three is you don't have to have it all figured out. Remember that nobody has it all figured out. I don't care how long you've been in business. I don't care how much money you're making, how many dream clients you have. Nobody has it all figured out. So give yourself some pause. Give yourself some grace to know that you're exactly where you're supposed to be and you're learning and you're trying new things and you're taking messy and perfect action. That has some strategy behind it, right? We just don't want to throw spaghetti at the wall, but I don't want you to be paralyzed by the idea that it has to be perfect because it doesn't have to be perfect. Think about that analogy when 
you know, someone has a brand new home and they're trepidatious about having a housewarming party because they don't have it perfectly decorated. Nobody cares about that. They want to come over and celebrate your new home and enjoy the presence of it. It's just like a business. It's just like a new service offering. It doesn't need to have all the fancy bells and whistles. It doesn't need to be perfect. People want to know you. They want to experience what you have to offer. And you're honestly doing people a disservice if you're not putting yourself out there. So you don't have to have it all figured out, but you do have to take action and you have to keep learning. So that's really important. That mindset shift is huge. And I can tell you that it's not easy. It's scary to say, okay, I don't have all the answers, but I'm going to put myself out there. But that's what you've got to do. And once I decided to do that, and once I made that leap, that's when my business started to take off. And ask any entrepreneur out there, they'll tell you the same thing. So if you're feeling that you are a little bit paralyzed because you don't have it all figured out, you know, our friend imposter syndrome is peeking in at us, you got to talk through that and you've got to push past it, through it, around it, whatever you need to do, because the world needs your genius. So to recap today, the three shifts I want you to start making in your business is you need to start thinking in terms of your success and the fact that the amount of success that's possible for you is limitless. You can achieve anything you want and beyond. The second thing is there are no bad clients. There are only experiences with clients that are going to teach us valuable lessons and help us get closer to our ideal clients in the future and set better boundaries. And number three is you do not have to have it all figured out because no one does. And practice makes progress. Remember that piece of it. So start putting yourself out there. Start making these tiny shifts in your mindset. And that's what's going to take you to the next level in your business growth. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Uplevel Lounge podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show. And while you are there, leave a rating and a review. I read each and every one and I love hearing from you. 